What's up, everybody? On today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast, we are both back and at it again. It's been far too long, Jay, far too long since we've been together on this show. And uh, just happy to be back. So, yeah, it, we'll just get into all the stuff, all this and more on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back and welcome back to episode 156 of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. What up, people? I'm Jay. Man, and we are back and at it again, finally. Yes. Uh, yeah, wow. It's, it's been far too long. Jay, <clears throat> how how have you been doing, cousin? Same old, same old. Just work. Uh, kids finally out for the summertime, so... Mm-hmm. But I am not out for the summertime. I still gotta work. But they are they are doing summer school type stuff. You know, just to oh, get yeah? their their uh, academics on track for the next school semester. Because I know yeah. you will probably not be in school because uh, you know we got certain people, certain lawmakers that just don't want to listen and uh, kind of putting everybody in jeopardy. But you know, and yeah. there are certain people that just don't want to listen and putting everybody in jeopardy, so we can't really get ourselves back on track. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's about it. Um, Makes sense. Not much more I could say. How have your? Are you? What's up? I was going to ask you: Are you still working from home? Still working Current. from home. My uh, the CEO has no plans for us to try and return soon because mm-hmm. you know our our business has been doing fine without us yeah. being in the building so yeah he's uh not rushing us back anytime soon so it's it's cool with me yeah i think i think that's interesting you know that that there's still companies that are doing that obviously i mean for obvious reasons still doing that and it, and it totally makes sense to not uh yet uh but then also i think sometimes i think of on the business side you know they're they own the or they're they either own the building or they're renting the building right. and that's less air conditioner that's less you know electricity yeah. Yeah. et cetera water they have to pay for so i think you know it for them they may have like a savings in it even though they're still obviously paying their employees mm-hmm. uh, to do the work and they're still you know performing the tasks that they're supposed to uh, it might be one of those things I, I and and i've seen a lot of companies you know like that that are like all right well this you know this department or xyz departments they're just going to be work from home, you know, for, from now on, unless we decide otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and so you, the Mrs. Uh, Mrs. J, has she been uh, she working does, from home the whole time too? She does her day-to-day work from home, you know, yeah. uh, the exact same stuff she, she does. She did when, uh when she was, you know, at her physical place of employment, Um, mm-hmm. her schedule has changed now from like, you know, five days a week to four days a week, but like four ten hour days. But she's, yeah. you know, she's perfectly fine with it. She gets an extra day off to yeah. do nothing. So yeah, yeah. So man. yeah, I have a question for you. So have either of you had to go into the office for anything? Like go in to pick up paperwork or a laptop or like anything else? Let's see. I mean, in the very beginning, uh. In the very beginning, maybe early 
March, I think it was, I went in to, what the heck did I go get? Uh, I think I went to pick up my, yeah, I went to pick up my laptop. So yeah. I did that, you know, she's gone probably one other time just to pick up a couple little miscellaneous things out of her office, like a mm-hmm. a lamp or something, you know. She yeah. oh no uh, yeah she had to go pick up her computer that was in early March as well but you know other than that it's yeah we hadn't been back yeah we don't need anything so, so. yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense yeah um yeah well good man that's that's good to hear and and home and and homeschooling all that stuff went well for you guys or or uh, not so much yeah. like what do you I think? mean it's it's weird because I think the last time we had talked in early March, maybe, uh, or sometime in March, mid March, mid March. Yeah. I mean, the school was still trying to figure out, I guess they hadn't really planned on a, you know, trying to figure something out online. Mm -hmm. Eventually they got something situated, but it, it was just, I don't know, man. It was, a. I don't, Obviously, I don't think they'd be learning the exact same. They'd get the same type of instruction as them being physically in the classroom. That's you know, mm-hmm. that's the obvious thing. Um, they, I mean, obviously, they both passed, which is yeah. good. I mean, all they really that's had good. to do was log in and, you know, take a couple online tests, if you want to call yeah. it that, little, little ex- yeah. electronic tests. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's that's pretty much the the big thing right there. I mean, trying to get them to focus is the main thing because we don't have like yeah. a dedicated room for them to just sit in and with no distractions. Yeah, we okay, have yeah. One sitting in one room, but there's like a million toys in there, and one sitting in another room where, you know, he could do whatever he wants to because he has a tablet. Yeah, in front yeah. of his face, so he could you know, be slick and log on to YouTube or something like that. And, yeah. you know, and we wouldn't know because we're focused on our job. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it was okay. Summer, the summer program they're in now is almost the same thing. They pretty much just do like an hour a day of work online, reading, uh, some mm-hmm. math packets and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and that's that's about it, man. Um not much more. How did your little ones get through it? Yeah, well, um I guess I would say they they got through it. Yeah. A. Um you know, they one one was a lot more agreeable than the other, uh even though, you know, they um you know, a lot more yeah, a lot more agreeable to get through the work and do the work, get on, log on and do all the stuff than the other. Because I think, uh, you know, one of the kids, um, teacher gave, gave, uh, you know, one of my kids' teachers gave her like, I don't know, at least like, you know, two hours of work per day, three hours of work per day. And it's just worksheets and writing and stuff mm-hmm. or, or going online and being on a certain program online for, you know, X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, and so that became monotonous, but, you know, she plugged through it, uh, even though she didn't want to do it, she plugged through it. And, but, uh, but, and, and then the other one, you know, the teacher initially started out giving work, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more work and, 
you know, I guess more stressing the importance of getting it all done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, you know, as, as, as everything progressed and you got into May and late April and May, the teacher was like, you know, we're, I'm just going to give you like one or two assignments. Uh, you know, so it, was, it, it should have been a lot easier, but I think that kid lost, lost the motivation yeah. in early April, you know? And so it was, a so, but, but, okay. So I'll tell you this. So, so when, the when the, um, you know, when the shutdown happened, Mm-hmm. teachers had like two days to go in and figure out online learning. Um, and they figured it out. They had, you know, sort of a, initially like a stumble through approach, but they had it sort of fleshed out, you know, enough to work. Uh, and, and, you know, so initially I think it was like fun, you know, and the kids had like maybe two weeks before they had their spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like fun for them and, you know, they could see their friends online, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then <clears throat> as, as that carried on, you know, the, 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 the novelty wore off, you know, spring break happened, spring break happened. And then, and then like after that, nobody really wanted to do anything. So like I said, one of my kids was, was easier than the other, or at least more agreeable than the other, even though, you know, she didn't like to do it. But, um, so I'll tell you, man, on our side, it was a struggle, um, trying to wake up every day and, and get the kids through their work, uh, you know, to get them to start it, to get them to do it uh, without it, without a battle. Um, yeah. It was rough. And I, and I, and I don't know, you know what, I don't know how many other people had the same battle, but you know, it was a battle because you know, you have, yeah. you, I don't know. I don't I'm sure know. there's a lot of parents that could, you know, that understand that statement because I understand it quite well because my yeah. kids, they became totally lazy. And I'm oh, yeah. just straight up honest. They they became super lazy during this this whole time. Yeah, they didn't want to do nothing. They you know it was it was bad, man. I yeah. probably had to fuss and yell and all kind of other stuff so many times. I don't like yeah. yelling. I don't like fussing with my kids. I practically wiped out the whole room, so there was no toys in there. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. They just got some toys back a couple days ago. At least my oldest did because he's yeah. kind of like yours, kind of defiant. He doesn't want to do what he's supposed to do. He, you know, talks back. <laughs> all yeah. that, all that stuff, you know, that you're saying. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm not having it with it. So with him, so I'm, you know, starting to take stuff away. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I could be like my dad and just bring the belt out and start whipping and carrying on like that but uh you know it's a i don't know man it's a a different uh, this generation is just completely different than than ours yeah yeah it's i was you know and and all that like we did the same thing we did a lot of you know taking away um uh, uh you know whatever kind of privileges whether it be game privileges or playing on a tablet or whatever it is um but the i think that the 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 one problem that we had with all of this is, you know, which is a blessing. I mean, we moved into it. We moved into a new home 10 days before this started, give or take, um, you know, and then all of a sudden we're in quarantine lockdown. We are trying to get through boxes and set up stuff in the house. Oh, all the while trying to teach these kids. And, you know, I'm searching for employment, you know, at the time and, and trying to run the, run the other business that I have at the time. 
And my wife's job is just like, you know, we're shut down, don't come in, blah, blah, blah. So uh, the, the problem that we had was, you know, in March in Utah, it's still cold. Uh, so it still snows and, and the ground's not warm enough, uh, you know, for stuff to start growing really for, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So we had dirt. We had dirt in the front yard and backyard, you know. Right. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't get outside, so there was nothing for the kids to really go out and do if they even were going to go outside. But because it was muddy, snowy, you know, all the like the dance video challenges and all this other fun stuff. Yeah. Our, my kids were not. They didn't want to do that. You know, yeah. it was yeah. they didn't want to do it. You know, we watched movies and shows and stuff like that. But that that was about it. So so yeah. So we had to take away some of those privileges, but it became even a bigger battle because then it was like nothing. You know, and and. And yeah, I, I sort of echo your same sentiment. You know, I am normally a super calm, cool and collected person when it comes to my kids. And I think this situation brought me like <laughs> took me the wrong direction. You know what I'm saying? And I was yeah. I was yelling a lot. And, and uh, you know, it's definitely negative impact, uh, you know, on the relationship with the kids, you know. And But that's as far as I took it. Like I didn't go with the belt or anything like that, you know, like our parents did. Um and that's I think that's just the way that we've been trying to find an alternative way to, to discipline them, um, you know, and and now, uh, you know, we're we've gotten, you know, now into now into June and mm-hmm. and, you know, it's everybody's everybody's routine is so jacked up that, you know, we, we're not waking up, you know, at like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. anymore. We're waking up at like. 10, 1. There, there's, there has been some 1 o'clock wake-ups. Like 1 o'clock. But that's Afternoon. also because... Or like wake up at like noon and then like actually roll out of bed closer to 1. Wow. And, you know, so I think the roll out of bed like like range has been like anywhere between, you know, 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Yeah. And the other thing, the other factor mixed in here like the last like month and a half is my dog, which is it's like 90-something years old in dog years, this little this little dog will wake up anywhere between well earlier earlier in the process he woke up at like four or four thirty in the morning and then here lately it's been like five thirty or a little after six in the morning mm-hmm. <clears throat> waking up to to want to go out to the restroom and come back in and eat and the problem is his teeth are so bad we can't just give him dry food to graze on we have to feed him wet food because he can't like chew right Damn, so he is real. So he's like just so needy and, and, and that's, and so that's messed up our sleep schedule because, you know, getting to bed at like, you know, 1am or 2am, you know, some of these nights, depending on what's going on, um, you know, at least me and the wife uh, uh, and him trying to wake up at like five, like just really jacking up the the schedule because then you wake up at five, go put him out, feed him. And he's like a huffy puffy, you know, crotchety old man. And, um, you know, and then try to lay back down for a little bit and, and, you know, and it messes up your sleep. So you lay back down and you try to sleep for like a couple more hours and it's just jacked everything up. So I think our schedules have been really, you know, messed up. And I think, you know, with that, you know, it, it's just played a negative mental toll on us all. And, you know, we're just trying to, trying to find our way back to, you know, a more normal situation. And so, so Texas, I know that, you know, here recently, Texas has had like more of a spike in cases and it may be yeah. due 
I, I, I don't know. And I think Utah has as well. And I think some of it's due to the protests. Some of it's due to, uh, you know, I think a larger part is probably due to like reopening yep. portions of the state. I think that's exactly it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, right when they started saying, oh, we're going to do phase one opening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Ain't yeah. nothing was going down. I don't know why they thought uh opening up. I mean, I could understand, you know, people need to get, you know, families need money. You know, they need to get yeah. back to work. That yeah. I could totally understand that. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you're rushing to, to get back to a nor- some type of normalcy and mm-hmm. you're not really thinking it all the way through. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, and and I think, you know, I think Utah was more cautious, but I think initially Utah was not, our, our, our number of cases was not the high, as high a percentage as other parts in the country. So I think right. that's why they, you know, I think it was like in what, uh, earlier in May, like mid-May maybe, um, or early May, I can't know uh, through April. Uh, yeah, earlier in May, they they decided to um, that first week of May, they decided to, you know, go down to what is it from red level to orange level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, you know, I know my wife went out to the store for the first time. Then like went to Target for like the first time during the during the whole thing, and she was like, she was like, there were so many people. You know, it, it was it was crazy. You know, yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, now we are going down to a yellow level, um, and and you know, so people are you know acting like everything is just back to normal again. And but you know, this past couple of weeks, we've seen like quite a spike in cases mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to before. And right. the other thing is, it's interesting because I guess if you go to different parts of your state, I think every part is handling it differently because like. You know, in the Salt Lake area where we are, you know, it's still like obviously it's a very populous area. So so, you know, everything can get, you know, I guess you can catch, you know, whatever you can transmit, you know, a lot easier probably here than out in the country. Well, I know at the end of May or yeah, end of May, beginning of June, um, beginning of June. No. What am I talking about? Sometime in May, end of May, end of May, uh, we went to um, St. George, Utah, which is, you know, south of here. It's like you know, basically like the last city before you get into Nevada slash Arizona. Um, but, and it's, it's like, it's sort of more of like a vacation town and we stayed at my mother-in-law's place for a few days and it's totally different there. It felt like, you know, felt like people were, more people were out, you know, less people were taking precautions, et cetera. But it's also a town that, that, you know, isn't much more than like, you know, a few, you know, like, 20,000 or 30,000. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's not even that big, not even that big. So, so, you know, and that's just four hours away. So I guess, you know, it's probably different everywhere. Um, and yeah, but, but I definitely think, you know, reopening, there, there's a lot of lawmakers who decided to reopen too soon. They listened to all the people who were protesting about trying to reopen sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it makes sense, you know, you, you the, the stimulus check, you know, whatever that, that we've gotten, has just a, been just a one-time thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a good one-time thing, but it they 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 basically painted every family with the same paintbrush and said, you know, you get two thousand, you get two thousand, you get two thousand, but all these families are in three different, 
you know, three different categories of, of, you know, need. So, so I think that also contributed to it, um, having to reopen. So it's been, I don't know, man, it's been, it's been a wild ride, uh, and it's continuing to go, um, you know, now we have a second wave that's starting to hit parts of the country, you know, and, 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 and everybody's like, well, you know, there, there's like a good, you know, portion of people, which when I go to the grocery store, I still see, you know, a lot of people now without, that aren't wearing masks, you know. Oh, and, dude, I went to Walmart this morning um, and I'd say over half the people in there did not have masks on, like as yeah. far as customers. And, and I, don't, I don't get why most people want to wear masks below their nose. I'm, yeah. I mean, can't you still get something st- some type of particle going up your nose. I mean, why can't people understand that? Definitely. Definitely. They, they think it's all between the day. Well, they say it's like the droplets, you know, that you yeah. get, but you're still inhaling yeah. and exhaling droplets or whatever through your nose. Um, you know, maybe it's like the sneezing. I know obviously the mask, you know, all the masks aren't going to, all the types of masks won't protect you necessarily, but you know, they can, uh, they can definitely help, you know, slow, uh, getting anything and you're probably more breathing your own germs than anybody else's germs, which makes right. sense. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's totally pointless. Uh, you know, totally pointless. And yeah, man. And, and I think, you know, there's stores here that have implemented and I think, you know, I've heard even Walmart, even though I haven't been to Walmart in a while, um, has implemented a, you know, one direction only per aisle. Um, yeah, I saw that and that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. It, I think it works. I, I, I guess it depends on the store you go to, but I think it works to a point. But also, you know, if you if you go down an aisle and you just need to go like, you know, a third of the way into the aisle. You don't really want to go all the way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I, I, I mean, walking through today. You see the the little directional arrows, like you know, uh, walk this way, and you know, mm-hmm. for shopping and whatnot. People didn't care. They're walking yeah. every every direction. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, so, uh, and a lot of times they didn't even put the the little arrows in the right spot. You could be walking down the aisle and you get halfway, and then you see the arrow, and it's like, oh, I was supposed to be walking this way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think when it all started and I and I started going to the store then, I was like really annoyed with people who were walking the wrong direction on the aisle because I was like, dude, like you, you like just follow a simple instruction, it's not gonna hurt you. And they walk all the way down the aisle to get to something at the end. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you could have gone down the next aisle, which is the direction you're supposed to be going, and grab that thing at the end, you know? Uh yep. Are passing close by. I, I think this is my thing, man. This has been my thing the whole time. I think is I am not as worried about myself and how my family's handling it. I'm worried about like all the other people who aren't handling it, like aren't being serious about it. You know, right. I think that's the problem. Um, so I don't know. And, and obviously, we have a lot more data now than when it started, uh, but still, it's a you know, it's a threat to everybody out there. Um, and I, and I know people on this train, so I have a question for you. So some people are like, you know, I don't want to get it. You know, I just want to try to stay steer clear from it as much as I can. And some people are like, people are like, I just want to get it already and get it over with. Yeah, that's definitely not me. 
No. And, and, I, and I'm like, and I think my wife is more on that side. She's like, well, you know, I'd just much rather we just get it and get it over. With. I'm like, why would you want to get sick with anything? You know? Uh, <clears throat> nah, because you never know. My, I, I didn't say this the last time I was on, but I, I lost uh, one of my old buddies because mm-hmm. of this virus. Yeah. He died, yeah. caught it, and died. Um, yeah. So I don't want to get it at all. I have yeah. two people in my immediate family now, my son and my wife, mm-hmm. who have like breathing issues. So yeah. why do I want to like kind of bring that to them? Exactly. And, and kind of risk them <clears throat> going through something bad. You know, it's yeah. not just. Apparently, it's not just people with pre pre existing conditions. Everybody, you know, yeah. Uh, it's not just old people who you know have the the uh, the that get you know that die from this. It's everybody could catch it. Everybody is no telling what this virus can do mm-hmm. to you if you get yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. And I'm and I'm sorry, you know, for your loss. Uh, I know. Uh, I know a few people who've had it uh, and and gotten over it seemingly. Uh, I also know, uh, you know, a few people who have passed, a couple people who've passed from it as well. And, you know, and it's it's just one of those things. I, I think I've always just been on the train of of, you know, like, why? Why would you want to just get sick just to get sick? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And and, you know, on, on our side, you know, we we. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough that our mother, you know, my, my mother-in-law lives nearby and uh, my wife's grandfather, who is like in his 90s, uh, you know, also lives here. In the, and so we've we've interacted with my mother-in-law since the beginning. Um, you know, she's been to our house. We've been to her house, you know, uh, some of those times since the beginning. Uh, if you know her, like, you know, that her house is like spotless clean all the time. She is like a super, you know, clean person. So, yeah. So so we haven't. So we didn't have any, you know, any trepidation really about hanging out with her or doing stuff with her. Uh, and she's by herself. So, you know, she always she also wanted to, you know, to come and just be somewhere else, not just in her house. Uh, but then she also, you know, shops for and, you know, goes and has lunch with a couple times a week with my, my wife's grandfather, you know, who's 90 something. And he's been just in his house the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's left at all, um, you know, but but we're like, you know. We wouldn't want to get sick or bring somebody in, you know, that would get sick exactly. and then potentially pass it on to the mother-in-law to pass on to the great, to the grandfather. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's you like know, my, my parents are trying to keep asking, when are we going to come? When are we coming this summer? Oh, it's not too bad down here. I'm like, nah, um, we'll see. We'll see. I ain't making no yeah. plans yet to, to go yeah. visit y'all because I don't want to bring anything mm-hmm. and, you know. I'm sure there will be multiple stops along the way. I yeah. don't know what people are are carrying at these gas stations and yeah. whatever. So, yeah, when we when we went on our trip to St. George, as a four hour drive, normally uh, we made one stop in the middle um, to let the dog go pee and to like grab like a bite, but we did not get out the car. Right. Uh, uh, and you know, yeah, so you know, you stop along the way in the middle at one of these country towns. At like a Dairy Queen or something like that, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you're just getting food. But like, how are these people handling it? And then obviously you have people, Trent, you know, traveling, you know, 
from place to place, you know, going through this place too. So, yeah, so I definitely get that. Um, definitely, definitely get that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's a game. Like my, And I don't know if I said this on the last episode that I was on, but my mom was supposed to come here mm-hmm. on April 2nd. She was, she, uh, you know, she had uh, retired and then she was supposed to come up here and visit us for like a week. Um, and obviously she wasn't able to do that. She decided to cancel her trip. And, you know, it's not like, and she was going to fly up here. So, you know, it's not like it's like a drive. You know what I'm saying? It's like a close drive. It's like a few days drive, a couple days drive. So, so you know, that's gone by the wayside. And so now we've stopped asking the question, when are we going to come down and visit or when she's going to come up and visit? It's just like, you know, all still up in the air and it's a big, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and she's in the age range too of, of, uh, you know, potentially being in, you know, at risk, you know, at higher risk. So it's crazy, man. Yep. It's crazy. Wow. But, uh, yeah, during this, during this time, you know, as you said on the last episode you recorded, we celebrated an anniversary as a podcast. So happy anniversary there. Yes, um, but then also, you know, you had a birthday. So happy way belated birthday on that. Um, even though I did send you a message on your birthday, I believe. Yeah. Gracias. Thank you. Um, yeah, man, just a lot of craziness uh, has gone down. So um, and speaking of craziness, I mean, I'll just let you go ahead and lead into some of the more recent happenings because we haven't had a chance to comment on it. Well, I know last episode before, well, the last one I recorded, Ahmad Arbery was killed. And then the week later, we get Breonna Taylor and then mm-hmm. we get George Floyd. And those are just two of the names that stand out because I've been reading there's a lot more that yeah. have had run-ins with, you know, police and they have been killed by police. And these particular incidences have pretty much been the catalyst to to the start of, you know, a whole movement across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's it's, it's just hard for me to talk about because I'm just tired of seeing this. I'm tired of tired of looking at all the news coverage about it. I mean, it's obviously it's. Like I said, it's something that's changing the world right now, but I'm just tired of, you know, our people getting killed like that. You know, um, I, I really had no words. I couldn't I couldn't even do my work straight when yeah. I heard the when I heard definitely heard saw the video of George Floyd. You know, uh, that's the one that kind of kind of put me over the, the edge. I, I couldn't even like I said, I couldn't do anything. I yeah. didn't want to talk to my family. Uh, I just pretty much stayed to myself for for a couple of days. Didn't feel like talking. Yeah, and it just it just hurt, man. I'm just tired yeah. of seeing this type of stuff. Yeah, same here, man. I, I like this is what is so crazy. Like, okay, so during this whole quarantine craziness, lockdown, stay in your house. Um, like I said, initially it was cold outside and. I'm not like a snow runner. Like I'm not that type of guy. Like I'd much rather walk, you know, walk outside when it's warmer outside. So like we couldn't get out then. And then the Ahmad Aubrey thing, which is, you know, horrible, obviously, um, you know, the George Floyd incident and then the ensuing protests and, and riots and everything that is happening, you know, has happened after that. You know, I live in a state 
where the percentage of, you know, people of color, specifically African-Americans, is way lower than the percentage of the state that you live in or, you know, et cetera. Um, so, so me wanting to go, and I told my wife this, I was like, me wanting to go for a walk by myself, yeah. like I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom to try yeah. to do that right. because there's, there's some trails here that sort of like cut between, you know, homes, like behind, like the backyards of homes uh, and some trails that are like right on the main roads. Yeah. And me also living now in a new area that I'm not completely familiar with. All of this is, is, you know, sort of led me to freak out. So all the things that I might have probably done then, I'm like, if I go, I want to bring a child with me, one of my kids with me. You know, maybe maybe people think, you know, will will be less, you know, on guard or even like walk with my wife, uh, you know, who is who is white, you know, so maybe people will be less on guard then, you know. Um, but you know, but but still it, it was it just freaked me out, you know, and there's and you know, seeing the protests and the riots. Obviously, knowing that the protests are are people are protesting for positive things. And then there's rioters, you know, who we've now found out who, you know, were just trying to make, you know, not even a part of the protest. You know, when initially when that was happening, you saw like the truth come out of people that, you know, on Facebook oh, yeah. and people that you don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't want to mention that. Yep. I don't want to go for a walk or like anything like that by myself. Right. And end up as a, you know, as, as a statistic like that or, or whatever. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly how my my wife was. Uh, I, I just recently bought a bike, mountain bike, probably like, what, maybe a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to take it out. I, I mean, there's one couple mornings I wanted to go for a ride. But then my wife, she's like, no, you don't you don't need to go. She she's scared for me. You know, yeah. doing that. Uh, I took the kids fishing last week. She wanted she wanted to come because she's not trusting anything that the you know if anybody sees me because i take them to like a i don't want to call it a rich neighborhood but you know a lot of these Mm -hmm. big lakes and stuff have big lake houses around you know know, more uh, high dollar houses and stuff she's like no i I need to come with you just in case something something happens yeah yeah you know it's uh man it's and like you said you see the you definitely see people's true colors come out uh, on Facebook and and online. Mm-hmm. You know, those people that you, you are Facebook friends, my air quotes are Facebook friends. You, know, yeah. you kind of see how they think, you know, what they yeah. think about these particular things. And it's, it's troubling, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I deleted <laughs> quite a few people um, from my Facebook you know, friends yeah. this. Yeah. Just because the way they were talking, man. I Yeah. I don't know. Did have you had the opportunity to talk with your kids about what's going on? Yeah, we we uh I think the weekend after um or you know, like a few days after uh, you know, the video of George Floyd that happened, you know, like uh, uh was out. I know my son saw it on YouTube somehow i don't know how but he did um and and so you know he had like a pretty emotional response to it um and and you know we did too and 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 like literally just before that like i was talking to my wife like i said she's she's white so i was talking to her we're we're trying to you know she was like how do we talk to him about that and like we it's not like we haven't had you know any kind of little like 
small or large conversation about that with with you know both of our kids in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just so graphic and so timely that you know we're not talking about stuff that both of our parents went through. We're talking about something that this kid is seeing yeah. right here, right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, you know, we had a, an emotional discussion, you know, one night um, at prayer time and, and uh, you know, just talked to the kids about this and was like, you know, this is this is reality, man. It, it is what it is. And, and you know, it, it, yeah, we, we, we talked to them about it and they had questions. And I think, you know, my older kid, my son, you know, understood it a lot more sort of understood a lot more than my daughter. And and the problem with that is, which I've talked about on a past show is, I mean, he has had, uh, you know, racist comments and stuff like that hurled at him right. through, through basketball, you know, when he was on a team um, a while back. Uh, and I think through the, I think through the Boy Scouts and then also, you know, the predominant religion here is Mormon. So, you know, people who aren't, people who aren't Mormon, you know, sometimes are ostracized you know, by other kids in class or something like that. So, you know, he's had to deal with that. So I think he, I think he understood it a lot more, um, um, you know, from that standpoint, but, you know, we're still just like, you know, this is the type of stuff that's going on and, you know, dad, me, I've had to deal with that, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a thing. So, you know, that's why, you know, and, and our kids think that we're being like, Karens, you know what I'm saying? Think that we're being like really super strict on them, um, you know, with what we have going. You know, while we're trying to keep everybody in the house and like not trying to go and like socialize with anybody, but right. but um, you know, and this is this is one of the and this is another reason that is making it difficult. You know, um, we we would love for you to go out and and play on your own, you know, but. Right. But, you know, they got a bunch of fools out here, you know, who still don't understand, who still don't understand just to love somebody or treat somebody just like they would want to be treated or their family. They want to treat their own family. Right. You know, so so we've had that talk. And, and I don't know how, how was I know your kids are a couple years younger, like, you know, yeah, in the same range, though. But. Yeah, I mean, we obviously we've been having the talk for quite some time you mm-hmm. know over the over the years and whatnot and I, I give my wife all the credit because she does she's able to communicate with them a lot better about mm-hmm. this type of stuff uh you know than than i i am um yeah i, I feel like my oldest I, I don't think they fully understand everything that's going on they see something bad they know it's bad Mm-hmm. They know that this particular incident is bad, but I don't think they fully understand about, I guess, racism and, uh, you know, uh, just what black people have had to endure over time. Mm-hmm. You know, my youngest doesn't. And and this is like the sad part. This is the, the hard part for me. My youngest doesn't even think I don't, I don't want to say think he's black i guess he he feels he's not black he's so young he's at that innocent stage where my my skin is brown it's not black your skin yeah. is brown you're not black yeah. you know he's at that that particular stage right now so he doesn't truly understand about uh i guess colorism and racism and mm-hmm. 
you know that that particular thing um so i know it's going to be you know it's going to be a little difficult for him as well as probably your kids you know having both of ours mixed race kids yeah 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 you know, they have to deal with with three different cultures i guess you know yeah. my wife was saying how when she grew up like her you know like her asian side like they kind of didn't accept her in a, in a sense mm-hmm. because i guess she didn't look like her mom and yeah and then of course she she didn't really grow up around i guess her her dad's side of the family so i i can't really speak on how they may act or treat her but then of course where she grew up she grew up around a lot of black folks and i guess they had some some of them not all of them because our all best friends are black some of them thought she was just the pretty bright-skinned black girl yeah know? so yeah. they had issues with that so i mean it's um it's something that i'm just gonna have to keep on trying to talk to yeah to them about not really drill it into them because i don't want them to get like scared about it mm-hmm. but it's a uh, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things I'm just going to have to keep on reiterating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I think. Well, first of all, I think that's weird, you know, odd in Louisiana that that, uh, you know, that black people would have an issue with a light, light skinned black person because that's a lot of black people. It's everywhere. But yeah, it's not just Louisiana. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. And yeah, your, your wife, you know, she does look like she would be a, a, a light skinned black, black lady. So yeah. So that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I can, she gets here and then, uh, it's weird because people like, since we're in Texas, a lot of the population is Hispanic. Yeah. So they get here and then some of the Hispanic people would have issues with her because she didn't speak Spanish. Yeah. So they think she's Spanish and she does. She's like, uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is also funny because I had a lot of, well, I guess I had a lot of friends who were Hispanic growing up in Texas, but they didn't. I guess they knew like slang Spanish. They didn't know no book Spanish. So I always thought that was odd. But yeah, I, I get you, man. Um, it's it's weird, man. Uh, I I know it's it's something that we don't we have we haven't talked about every day with our kids. But you know we've definitely you know we've definitely uh, uh, talked about it and we talked about the history. We talk about the history of it. We talk about uh, you know what to do when you. If you are stopped by a cop, I mean, even this age, you know, they're, they're still way too young to drive. But but, you know, walking down the street, you know, if you're stopped by, stopped by a cop, like all this stuff, um, um, you know, so so or or if you're approached by somebody you don't know and, you know, you're walking down the street, like what you need to do and how you need to try to go to the nearest safe place, et cetera. So so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that. You know, we we talk about, we mention, and yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those things. Like, it, it has to be a, a balance of either trying to drill it into them or trying to just trying to just tell them enough that they know it, but not like you said, not make them like terrified of 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 uh, you know, not make them totally terrified just to go outside. I guess, right. but. Yeah, man, I, I echo like what you said way back when, you know, you were t- you were to yourself, you were, you know, you didn't want to talk to your family or anybody. Yeah, man, it was it was one of those things like for a few days, you know, a couple few days you wanted to look and see, you know, you were seeing how people really are reacting on 
the Facebooks and the Instagrams, you know, all these people who are your friends or, or whatever acquaintances. And, and, and so, you know, initially, you know, you know how you want to react. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and you know how you have to react, but I, I think I take it, I take it even a step, you know, in a different direction because me as a, as a small business owner, and now I'm selling to, to, you know, some stores, you know, um, seeing some posts from people who I sell to at those stores who are like the salespeople right. at the stores, you know, seeing some posts from them that are not, not even like consciously supportive. Like even if they would, you know, like, like just, just, just basically like, you know, saying that they understand, like not even that, like totally on the opposite side and totally thinking it's all stupid and totally, you know, don't, don't, yeah don't believe in just, you know, overall human decency. I'm just like, for me, and, and I talked to my wife about this too. We were, I was like, this is a post from somebody that I know that I have to sell stuff to all the time. Right. Right. Do I, do I stop doing business with them because of this, you know, mm-hmm. because, because they are, they are, you know, being opposite. Like they are being opposite from, from, from the way that, you know, they, they're, they're opposite of uh, than what my sentiment is, you know? Yeah. Like, and I mean, me as the business owner, I guess I can make that decision a hundred percent if I want to regardless, right. but is that, is that going to hurt my business, you know, in the long run because it's there for my family too, you know? Yeah. Um, or, or I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a weird thing. Or are you, are we playing, um, you know, are we just trying to play the game of like, this is business you know, that's all it is. This person happens to be on your friends list. Do I just delete them? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I understand, man. I know that's a, it's a tough decision. It's a, it's a tough decision. You, you probably have, you're going to have to make. Uh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. What was I going to ask? So I asked myself this question around the time of watching that video. Mm hmm. And I ask you, if you were in that position, not in the position of George Floyd, but somebody mm-hmm. on the side, a bystander, would you have jumped in to help him? Or would you just stay on the side looking, videotaping maybe? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> and it's it's one that, you know, I haven't even I, I've thought about it, but but um this is the thing, man. Being a black person in America, you try to jump in, you immediately know that you're going to get yeah. a gun pulled on you, or you're going to get beat down with a stick, and you'll be arrested. You'll be the next one with right. the, knee, you know, with the, with, you know, getting pinned down. Yeah. Um, so, so I, it, it's as a black person in America, you know, it is it is hard to to, you know, for me to say I would do that because I'm thinking of my family. You know, I'm thinking of everything else. But then, you know, on the, uh, you know, hard for me to say that I would jump in. But then it's hard for me to say that I would sit there and do nothing as well. Right. I think the person that videotaped it, obviously, you know, was a courageous person to be able to do that. Uh, I also, I don't know how many people were watching, you know, the mm-hmm. situation unfold. But, you know, if, if only there had been someone else who called in to the police and was like, I think this, you know, I think this policeman is using excessive force, you know, 
three guys are pinning down one guy who is handcuffed. Uh, you know, like I, I might have been on more on that side because I have called the police before in certain situations where I've seen stuff happen and I didn't necessarily jump in to stop it. But I have, you know, like I saw, seemed like a domestic dispute. I was at, I was over there, not that far from where you live right now uh, at a gas station, um, walking back to my car and saw like this mom and, you know, it seemed to be mom and dad like yelling at each other or, or this mom and this guy yelling at, at each other. And then the guy like, you know, took the kid, you know, tossed the kid in his car and like took off. And then the mom took off after him. And so I sort of like drove after him like at a distance. And I was like, you know, I called the police. I was like, hey, I just saw this happen. I don't know what happened after that. But um, saw that. And then, you know, a few months ago, uh, I was going to pick up, um, you know, some supplies and saw this little kid who looked like he was like all of four years old, five years old, walking down the sidewalk on a busy street, completely alone, no adults anywhere around. And I mean, this street, you know, this street is like, you know, a large street in the city, you know, a rush hour street, like all this stuff. Uh, and people drive up and down the street, you know, it's 60 miles per hour, even though the speed limit's maybe 45 at the most. So so I went and tried to talk to the kid while I was on the phone with the police trying to get them to come and like find out where this kid's parents are. Um, and I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to like get up to the kid and approach him or, you know, like any anything like closer than like, you know, a couple arms length away, just trying to assure him that I was not like trying to mess with him. But, you know, I called the cops in that situation. So I, I think that, you know, and, and apparently the kid got back safely to his to his house. Uh, but but um, which wasn't nearby, by the way. Uh, but, you know, I think in the situation. I probably would have tried to make that call. And then sadly, it probably would have been too late, you know, by the time somebody yeah. actually got there. What, what about you, man? I mean, my strong gut instinct, first feeling told, tells me to go pull that cop off no matter what. I mean, that's that's my gut. That's the first thing I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, that makes saving sense. Saving this dude because I've seen it happen too many times where, you know, this turns out bad. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like you said, on the flip side, I was telling my wife this and she was like saying the same thing you said. She's like, no, you would you need to be here for us because you already know the result of that. Yeah. You're going to be the one that is in the news and people are talking about you yeah. being killed, you know. So, yeah, it, it's one of those situations where I don't know what to do. And like you said, if uh, if you end up calling you know, just to report some type of police misconduct or something like that, it could probably be too late. You know, yeah. by the time somebody comes and reacts to it. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's oof. that's, yeah. uh, that's something that's been like swirling around in my mind since seeing that. It's like, what would I do in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, wow. it, it definitely makes sense, man. And, and I guess, you know, that's definitely a question to pose to people out there, you know, like what would they do in that situation? Um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, you know, obviously highly unfortunate that that had to happen and unfortunate that we're even having this, you know, that this conversation about that. But, you know, it's something that that you got to know. And, and the other thing is, I don't know, I, I'd be interested to hear. Um, have you been contacted by any of your friends that aren't black to, like, learn about our struggle? Nope. <laughs> Not, Not at all. At all. 
Dude, I, I work with all white people. Mm-hmm. Not one person, not one single person has like Sydney. just asked how I'm how, how are you doing? Yeah. No nobody. Yeah. Nobody has said how are you doing? Just yeah. That, the, those few little words. Yeah. Nobody has said anything. Um uh, no, Okay. I'm I'm a I'm going to tell you something about the words. How are you doing? I I thank you and appreciate you for asking me that several times during my hiatus uh, when I was in when I was in the midst of, you know, probably more of a mental health, uh, uh, you know, snafu, you know, than 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 um, than anything, uh, you know, on top of all the other stuff dealing with, you know, trying to trying to like wrap my brain just around like life at the time. So I appreciate you, you know, you checking in with me. Uh, you know, every so often. Um, but yeah, I, I'll tell you this. Okay, so here in the state, like I said, you know, less black people. I part of a part of the neighborhood. I'm part of the neighborhood Facebook page, the neighborhood we used to live in, um, and and I've seen you know a lot of support on there from a lot of people who aren't people of color, uh, and you know a lot of support from you know people who are Mexican or or you know the few black people that live there, et cetera, uh, and and. So that's been interesting. And then also one of my friends from college, who was one of my you know closest friends from college, uh, this this uh, lady reached out to me and, and, you know, right, right, like maybe like the Monday or so after the protest started and was like, hey, I'm I'm white. I don't know the first thing I'm sitting here in my house, you know, in you know, in the middle of suburbia watching all this stuff happen. And I have my kids who are seeing this. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how to talk to them about it. I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to react and what I need to know and what I need to do. And, you know, since since like everybody around me is the same color, I've been I'm trying to reach out to, you know, a couple of my closest friends from school, you know, uh, you know, that that she was around that she knows uh, uh, how to talk to about this stuff, or, or, you know, knows to, to try to learn, you know. And so, you know, we had a back and forth, you know, Facebook Messenger conversation. And, you know, one of the first things I was like, well, thanks for reaching out, you know, um, you know, that's what I said. And, and I was like, thanks for reaching out, trying to just learn and try. Um, and this person, like as far from when I remember, you know, she played she played sports. So she was around a lot of different people of, you know, different, uh, you know, of color and other people of, you know, different race and same race. And, you know, she even had, you know, at my at my college, there weren't that many the percentage of black people is low, but still, you know, she was still, she still had friends, you know, that were that were like that. So I was just, I was just happy that, you know, somebody did. And I tried to give her a little bit of history, try to give her a little bit of like, you know, sort of what we're going through or I'm going through what I've gone through and, and try to give her a couple of resources. Like, this is the type of stuff you need to seek out stuff. That's like speaking truth about the issues, you know, true history, you know, history about the issues, et cetera. Um, and, you know, also learn about learn about like, you know, what, you know, not you as a white person, but like, you know, maybe your ancestors or whatever has sort of have sort of brought to this and why it's still going on. And, you know, obviously ask questions, you know, from, from people who you trust that would give you honest answers. And, and that's, you know, one of the ways to go about it. So I was I was just impressed with that. I think that was the only person who truly reached out. Well, actually, there was another guy. Um who wanted to promote my products, um, you know, who's a white guy who, who always has been, you know, always has, has seemed to be on the right side of, of the discussion. And, uh, he reached out like that and I was, you know, appreciative of that. Uh, 
but yeah, I just, I wanted to know, you know, since where you at and obviously where you work, you know, had, had you got anything like that, but it doesn't sound like it. So yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not only about, you know, black lives mattering, but it's, you know, you know, all the other intangibles that we are, you know, uh, voices, creativity, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, is what matters. And I, and you know what? I have to tell you this. I saw an article posted in the TCU fan book page, which is, you know, on Facebook, which, you know, I went to TCU, obviously, as I've told you before. It's like the University of Texas's coach, you know, came out and basically made a statement and said, hey, we can't have it both ways, white people. He was like, he's like, how can we cheer these kids on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, when they're going out there, high-fiving each other when they make a touchdown or they make a good throw or catch or run, tackle, whatever. But then, you know, but but then if we see them in the office on Monday, how how does that look? You know, and, and we can't and we don't, you know, we don't we don't like them. We don't talk to them. We don't want to socialize with them. Or or, you know, we we, uh, you know, look at this issue and we have a problem with this issue. Like, you know. Then, you know, it was like we're basically hypocrites because we're cheering them for them in, in one, on one day. Then the next right. day we turn around and not. Yep. So I think that was, I think that was a really good and telling statement, obviously, of his heart and the type of person he is, um, which makes me sad because they're a rival to us. So I'm still have to root for them anyway now uh, because of that. But but, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that's a I think that's a telling statement. And and, you know, because, you know, people I mean, Alabama, like think about the state of Alabama. Right. Like that's not that hasn't in, in Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, is that, you know, those states haven't historically been, you know, the most friendly to people of color and in, in depending on part of history. But they'll pack a stadium with 100,000 fans every weekend to go cheer for a team that is, you know, probably majority black, you know, or half, yep. you know. Yep. But then the that's next right. day, you know, they might say something that, that is detrimental to that. So. So, you know, you got to. Seek out the knowledge, seek out the truth from people who are who are trying to just handle it the right way, be on the right side of history and seem like they have a seem like they have a, a you know, contrite spirit. Wow. Well, speaking of sports and and, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Roger Goodell and Drew Brees' latest statements? I haven't I didn't see Drew Brees' latest statement. I saw the I saw his initial statement, then his apology. Yeah, well, and, yeah, those two, yeah, those particular yeah. two. I, I saw that, right? And 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 at first I saw it initially, I thought about you because I was like, I know how big of a Saints fan you are. Right. And I was like, your boy Drew Brees is like what what's going on? Like Drew Brees, every time you see him, like he's doing something like great for the community, yeah. you know, donating donating millions of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. But like how could he just be so tone deaf? Is what I've heard people say, you know, on on mm-hmm. this specific issue, especially because like he plays with and is so close with so many people of color, isn't lives in Louisiana, you know, is where the population is, you know, heavy people of color. Like how you know, how how could you just be, you know, somebody who seems like you're just sort of not even like seeing that there was an issue? I was I was really shocked. And and I was to say I was not surprised about the 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 uh the apology is an understatement just because it seems like anytime somebody, you know, is called out on something, it seems like a like an apology the next day, like snap of a finger, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, how 
how how much did like how much did he actually mean by apologizing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I we said this before. We have family. We have friends who have been military, have been law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Um, at many different levels. Uh, uh, and and you know we we know that we you know support those people who are doing that who are doing it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who aren't the bad apples? But you know there's still an opportunity to question the people who are bad apples. You know, there's still that, there's still that thing, you know, that is, that is, uh, you know, that's a thing. So I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was very insensitive of him at first and careless. Um, and I'm glad he apologized. Hopefully he had some really good conversations and got a nice long, like phone calls and text streams with some of his teammates and other people he knows, you know, that he's played with throughout his time. Um, you know, to get him to get him back on track. And then Roger Goodell, didn't he say didn't he say that they are uh, that they are now going to, you know, they're now going to sort of shift the way that they've been handling. They, they've been handling protests wrong. Right. That's that's what he says. Um, I don't know. I I just say both of those statements, him and Drew Brees's apology. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I just think that's some PR type BS, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I still think Drew Brees is as much as I love the Saints. I got a Brees jersey. Mm-hmm. Even contemplating putting it on eBay instead. Don't you go and burn it? That. Don't you go I, burn it? I paid too much money for that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make some money back. Yeah. So the, those, uh, like you said, I think Drew Brees is just tone deaf about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I know a lot of people have called him him racist online. I think mm-hmm. that's a I think it's a bit of a stretch, right there. I definitely think so too. But tone deaf as to what the the problem is, why you know um, Kaepernick started kneeling in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just went way over his head, and and I've seen like all the the people on his team like posting up stuff and saying they called him and tried to talk to him. I saw Shannon Sharp said he called him and, and had a long conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. But that apology that he gave, that just sounded like somebody, his PR team was like, hey, you need you better to apologize. You need to fix these words and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as far as Goodell, I I don't know, man. There's something about him. I, I don't take his words for I just don't believe him. Well, this is this is the other thing. Of course, since all of this has come out, since the, you know, since the protests have started, you know, we come to find out uh, from a former NFL executive that yes, the owners did, you know, purposely not hire Colin Kaepernick because they thought it would affect their bottom line, you know, because of their their season ticket holders, you know, and their fan base would. Right. would hit. Right. This is the thing, though. This is what I. This is what I said. This is what my wife said. Uh, you know, she was like, she was like, the problem with that is you always have thousands of other people who want to buy those season tickets, thousands of other people who want to yeah. fill those seats. So yeah. what does it matter if some of your season ticket holders say, I don't want to, I don't want to come here. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to buy my season, renew my season tickets because you hired this guy, you know, regardless of the situation, you still gonna have other people who gonna buy it and be like, you know, either who don't care you know, that he's doing it or people who do care, you know, that he's doing it. 
And, and also, you know, if nobody knew it, like Colin Kaepernick, um, he coordinated that protest with a, uh, you know, with the ex green beret, you know, somebody yeah. in the military, which right. he had also, you know, been, been documented how well he supports the military. So, yeah, so it, it, it just, it just always smelled weird, you know, yeah. always sort of funky and, and, and yeah, man, I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much you can trust, like you said, how much you can trust Goodell's words, just the same, just because is he telling the truth or not? Who knows? Yeah. So if you were you were Kaepernick at this time mm-hmm. and somebody called and say, hey, we want you to come play for Blase Blase, would you be like, cool, that sounds good? Or would you be like, nah, I'm good? Um. I mean, if if I, I, I guess I I don't know what his I don't know what his level of interest in football is still. You know, I, I think that I think that if there's an opportunity there, you know, and, and he still wants to play, you know, even even if he's gonna be a backup, because that's what it would be, you know, he'd be a probably right. had to be a backup to start. Um I would go do it because on his end, you know, I know he, you know, may still be getting some endorsements from Nike and places like that. Um but, you know, in order to further his movement, you know, further his voice, you know, he can do that. And, and you know, it is what it is. Now, obviously, you're going to have to travel to stadiums where there's fans who don't like you and maybe even your own team fans. You know, some of them may not like you, but, you know, and that's that's the case with anything. But, you know, I, I, I might still play. You know, I, I might go back and play, um, you know, or I might say, hey, you know, I'm not going to play, but, you know, I want to help lead the the task force for the league to try to, you know, create more education about this among the players, among the owners and other executives and among fans, you know, and that would be a good that would be a good alternative if he didn't want to play. He could just work, you know, with the league and try that. But I think that league office part portion is probably gone by the wayside now unless they have a major change of heart within the office, you know. And to change of position. So, what do you think? Would you? No, I I tell him to take that contract and keep shove it, shove it up there. Yeah, yeah. This is the yeah, thing. I, I mean, it's like too. It's mm-hmm. too late. Like you yeah. gotta. We gotta have more deaths just for you to see what I was talking about. Yeah. You know, and it's like no amount of money can bring these people back. Oh no. You know, uh, and and. I'll let you go ahead with your statement. I, I, there was something I wanted to kind of spin off on this, but go ahead. That that's what I'd have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just saying, I was just gonna say, like, you know, that definitely makes sense. Um, you know, at that at that point, you know, it's sort of too late. Uh, even though you know he explained what he was doing in the beginning, but yeah, that right. that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Let's see. Damn, what was I gonna say? I just lost my train of thought. Anyway, so. So with all that, we got, what do you think, okay, well, uh, let's, let's say this, protests, we got protests that are happening across the world that we mm-hmm. see, or are they happening in your neck of the woods? As well? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're happening yeah. in Salt Lake, you know, I think Spike Lee actually had a Facebook post recently of like, I see my brother, I see my, you know, brothers and sister in Utah are protesting. How many black people are in Utah? And I wanted to reply back. I, I put my hand up, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't. 
But uh, yeah, there's there's still protests every day, uh, and thankfully they're they're peaceful now uh, after they've gotten all the riffraff out. Okay, so so what do you? How do you feel about like I guess all the protests that are going on? Uh, I mean, obviously, like for me, I see everybody's talking about like peaceful protests, peaceful protests, mm-hmm. and obviously you have those those incidents where it's getting it's got out of hand and then you have to ask yourself mm-hmm. is there a right or wrong way to protest i think i mean I, I guess there's not a right or wrong way because there's you know there's there have been there have been violent protests you know that have uh that have caused action there's been a lot of peaceful protests i personally believe that I, I think peaceful protests are better than violent protests because I think more people listen when you're not doing something violent you know but but I know that I know I know the benefit I know that there's been benefits to both right uh, I, I do believe that that I do believe that the protests have probably contributed to the spike of you know coronavirus cases popping up again in several, several parts of the country. Uh, But, um, but I think there's people who are out there who are like, you know, willing to risk that, you know, to, to go to the nth degree to protest. So I, you know, I I am, you know, I do stand with the protest, but I I think I stand more on the peaceful side because like I said, you know, I I can't remember if I told you earlier, if I told you offline before we started, we got on here, it was, um, yeah, maybe it was earlier. It was, you know, Every news station is streaming live with a reporter or something that's happening, um, you know, pro in the protests. And then as you watch the live stream, you see people's comments pop up, you know, and they're like watching these people burn cars and, and mm-hmm. flip things and, and and riot and loot. And, and and, you know, you see all the comments come out. And then but then when the protests are peaceful, you see a lot less negative reaction, you know, yeah. And and I think and I and I think I think when the protests became peaceful, I think that's when more people were willing to listen. But that hasn't worked every time because I know that there's been peaceful protests in a lot of different situations, and, and it hasn't always worked. So I, I, that's my take. What do you think? Yeah, I hear you. No, I mean, I think both of them are direct I mean like a protest what is a protest a protest is like a it's like an emotional response to to something mm-hmm. going on something that you're you're trying some kind of change that you want to see what's happen mm-hmm. no matter I guess whatever subject matter is uh, these I feel like a lot of these protests that have become I guess violent mm-hmm. or the result of people not some people getting within that protest doing something and they really don't care what the protests are about yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's people that like i've been seeing online a lot you know people that are kind of like just you know you and me you know regular folks getting out there you know, film in the protests. Mm-hmm. I saw like quite a few videos, especially one here in Dallas, where somebody strategically planted a whole pile of bricks mm-hmm. where the protests would be coming through, 
and there was no construction in sight, no nothing. Oh, wow. It was just a pile of bricks waiting there for people to use. There was a wow. I'm pretty sure you've seen something where there was this police car that the the protesters, I'll use my air quotes, protesters lit on fire. It's like, why is a police car just sitting in the middle of a road mm-hmm. with no other policemen around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I've seen that in Atlanta and Minnesota here in Utah. I think I, I don't know. I, in, in some cases, I think that's a I think it's a trap. Uh, because the policemen, like if they, you know, there's going to be videos of stuff, which I've seen posted yeah. on the local stations. Can you identify these people? A, it's a trap. And B, I think it's one of those things where it's, this is the thing you're mad at here. We're just going to put it here. Let you guys break it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so you can get like some of that frustration out. So I think it's a trap, but then I also think that that, but then I think that also stokes, stokes the anger of people who are anti-protest. Um yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I, I've seen that. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see the bricks. Like that's that's sort of crazy. Um, but I have seen the, the the police fires and and other things like that, which have which have caused things. I've also seen people like the guy who showed up here with with a bow and arrow to try to shoot a bow and arrow at somebody, um, and yeah. and sort of got dealt with on the street. Then they flipped his car and burned it, and it was just some random dude. But then I also what did he say happened to him. Yeah, he said he said he got beat up by a bunch of black people. You he know, say, he say there was there was a couple African American blacks, mm. you know, punched him, and I didn't. They and they were not in that video. Mm. I mean, it was like more, I guess, white folks. Yeah, it was a lot some, of people. Yeah, you know, it was a guy with a skateboard. Yeah, I mean, how you gonna single out two African Americans? Yeah. But then, to do that to you. Yeah, the good thing is there was there was video evidence of what happened there uh, yeah. uh, in that situation, and 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 you know and also that same guy apparently he was like threatening people with a machete, you know, just before that, uh, you know, and, and then or maybe after that I can't remember, but but the crazy thing is he was he was detained by the police, he was arrested, right, and then uh, and then he was let go later on. Yeah, of course. You know, and then there was a, the video came back out. So I think they, you know, they they put out another search for him. They're like, do you know this man? You know, we need to file charges. But we're like, didn't you just detain him? Like, don't you know his records? Like, don't you know his name, where he lives, et cetera? Especially since he had to give a statement that, that he said that two African-American blacks like were the ones who attacked him. Um, but no, if you if you watch the video, you see that he, you know, was yelling from his car, got out of his car. You know, on his own volition and did that. Nobody was like busting, you know, pushing his car. People were just walking by, you know. So oh, it's it's rough, man. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, but, you know, you see people out there saying that they're going to do stuff, you know, and thankfully, you know, there there hadn't seemed to be a lot of that. And then there's people who will go out there and try to do something and, and get messed with. But I also think this I also think with those protests, you know, you know, there's 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 been planted you know, riot actors and protest actors, you know, because that's a thing. Yeah. Um, people just going out there just to do stuff. Uh, and then, you know, whatever the production company that hires them will just pay for their bail. Uh, and then there's also been, you know, anti people who are anti the protest decide to show up, dress in black, spray paint things, you know, spray paint things with all the bad word or all, all the things that, you know, the, the, all the hashtags and everything that are that are popular and start breaking stuff, you know, with their skateboards or 
or you know push police, et cetera. I mean, there's been several several occasions where you've seen like like police. Um, you know, I think that I think they said there was a couple of police who were protesters, you know, or or who were those rioters, you know. Mm-hmm. But actually, that's you know they're actually a cop, um, and you know they were there just causing trouble. Like at least that's what I've seen. I don't know how true. Yeah. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's all a big bunch of crazy. This whole you know? year is just full and of crazy. Just, you know, I and on my side, you know, man, I'm just like I'm just like praying that like that I, I've seen the way they say like you know the protests are going to try to come to the suburbs, you know, and then so like you know there's people in the suburbs who are all scared, but if it's just a peaceful protest, that's different from something that gets gets violent, you know. Right. I'm just praying that like the craziness stays away from my house, you know, <laughs> from my neighborhood. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And wow. and even in the old neighborhood that we lived in that I said, you know, was, you know, high percentage of, of white people. They they had like some silent or peaceful vigils, you know, peaceful protests uh, uh, during this time frame that actually, you know, were peaceful. So so uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's been an interesting ride, depending on where you are, I say. Yeah. How do you you think uh, or feel about I've seen this. I'm trying to see if it's like 100% true, but Trump scheduled his uh his to- his his Juneteenth. Mm. I saw that uh, rally. I guess it'll be held on Juneteenth and in Tulsa. You know how how do you feel? I would, I don't know, man. I I think this dude is com- like completely deaf, tone deaf, senile. He's senile. I don't know what other adjectives I could describe him by, but the crazy thing is, we've gone this whole episode now over an hour and still haven't even talked about that guy. Uh, And he's been like saying and tweeting and doing crazy stuff this whole time between the pandemic and all the recent stuff. And at first, it seemed like he was on the on the right side, saying, "Hey, there needs to be justice for George Floyd." And then I swear it was like a day or two later, he was like, you know, saying other stuff, the opposite. I, 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 first of all, we know he purposely set his thing up on Juneteenth. We know that. Like, come on. Everybody has to know that. And in the South, like you, you have to know that has to be at that. That was a purpose, purposeful, you know, uh, directed, you know, uh, 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 I guess attempted him to sort of book, you know, what society, the, the direction society is trying to take everybody in, you know, the right direction. Um, I think it's crazy. I, I, you know, I think we've we've had this discussion on many episodes, you know, from the beginning of, of his presidency that we think that he doesn't know what he's doing or talking about, et cetera. I mean, hey, I've never been a politician. I've never been a president or anything like that. So I can't say that I would know exactly what to do, but I know that I would probably do the right thing in every situation. And and I don't think that's the right thing in this situation. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just too much. I think we could probably dedicate a whole episode just to him, but I don't want to do that. No, no. Um, yeah, it's... It's crazy. I think that this is what this is what this is where I think people need to pay attention. You know, there's a lot of places people need to pay attention. But when you see people from his own party, his own side that are going against what he's saying, refuting what he's saying, calling him out, that's what you sort of need to pay attention to. He had he had like a I think he had a press conference where he said that 
he was getting phone calls from hundreds of governors. I'm sorry, how many states do we have? <laughs> hundreds of them? Yeah, wow. hundreds of governors. How many states do we have? And, and you know, I think it was about protests everywhere. Um, I think it's I think it's also interesting that, you know, my, I, I sent my wife this picture um, and I found it somewhere online. And it was it was a it was a picture of the caption said, see the difference. And on the top was our current president walking and seemed like in front of the White House, just straight down and, you know, a sort of an aisle. And on either side, there was like armed, you know, guards and military, et cetera, et cetera. Right. People who look militarized. And he was just walking by himself. And then the bottom half of the picture was our previous president, President Obama, walking hand in hand with his wife and kids and tons of people around them gathered around them walking in the same direction. So it was like, you see the difference. You see, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and I know Obama wasn't perfect. I'm not saying that he was, but, you know, where some people say that he, he you know, he tore the country apart. I think there's been a lot more separation with the current administration. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. I Honestly, and it's bad for me to think this, mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I really think we're probably going to end up getting four more years of this dude. I don't, I don't know, man. I think that, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know this. He's kind of, <sighs> He's I just see too much. He's very sneaky. I think mm-hmm. he's all the crap he says in the media and the news and on Twitter mm-hmm. makes him look really dumb. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's pretty strategic in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He's try to be he tries to be pretty strategic. And of course, we have Joe Biden coming up. Uh, mm. He's the I guess the obvious other person yeah. to yeah. vote for. Yeah. Um, and his last statements that he said, you know, with, with Charlemagne kind of put a, a bad taste in everybody that's black, put, you know, they really don't see him in any good light yeah. <laughs> at this point in time, no matter how much he tries to clear it up. Yeah. Cause didn't he, didn't he uh, say, didn't he say, may, I, I, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but didn't he, didn't he basically say like, you're not black if you vote for Trump? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's pretty much what he said. Yeah. I mean, that, that I think this is this is my take on that, which I believe that he shouldn't have said that. That's the first thing I got to say. I don't think he should have said that. But I do have to say this. If you look at the divisiveness that our current president has put out there, if you look at, you know, how little he has tried to stop, you know, stop this, you know, wave of new wave of racism like it's almost like you can't disagree with him too much. Like, of course he shouldn't have said it. It was, it was a stupid statement. You know, no. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. and I know that I know there's people, I know there's people of every color that have all kinds of different belief systems, you know, and political views, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you, you know, if you, if you look at it from a certain perspective, you could say, well, I mean, it sort of makes sense. It's not, it's not, it's not that it's not, you know, it's not true, obviously, but it sort of makes sense. What he, I think what he was trying to say was, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what he's trying to say, but I think what he's trying to say was, was more like, you know, was more like, 
he doesn't like your kind. You know, he doesn't stand for your kind because of all this evidence. So why yeah. would you want to vote for him compared to yeah. you're not black if you vote for him? Yeah, it's just a it was just a extremely poor choice of words. Oh, it was bad. It's horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So we're going to see. Um, I really want to see what these debates do. They even do debates. They do do debates, right? Yeah, they do debates. Sometime. Yeah, they do debates. I don't know when they're going to start yeah. Uh, yeah. because election is in November. Mm hmm. What do they do? They they start in August or September sometimes. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, I think I think they just late. do them for a couple of months leading up to it. Um, I think I think in times past, I can't remember, but I, what is it? I think. Well, I think what they do is like in the in the in the early fall or late summers when they have their their political party convention, and then that's when they nominate whoever. Uh, and that's when I think the debates start, you know, really going down. Um, but I, I think that I think this man. I think it's the 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 whole thing is an unfortunate situation. Everything since shoot, I don't know, the end of December or beginning of Jan January when this whole thing, this virus started to spread, and then all the subsequent stuff that's happened on top of the virus with the with the mm -hmm. Lockdowns, and then with you know um, uh, more senseless killings of people of color, um, and so all this stuff is happening now. All these people right now are registering to vote, and they have this momentum that you know they want to make changes and make a change. But will they keep that momentum up? You know, how, how long will this momentum last? How, how long will they last with the same sentiment, or will they just get tired and just forget about it, or? you know, not want to go vote because the lines are too long or something like that whenever the voting time comes around. Because that's when you have, you know, that's when that's when you make a difference, you know, apparently is when you go vote. Problem is, yeah. problem is, too, that I don't know that we have an independent candidate that could even hold a candle to to the, you know, to the momentum that, to the, two that the two normal parties have. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Like it, wow. like it, like this is what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't it be crazy? Well, I don't know what happened if Bernie Sanders ran as the independent, right? Would would that would that would would that take too many votes away from someone? I mean, would that would that be more favorable to our current president and take too many votes away from the side that's trying to make a change? Well, it's it's interesting because you never know because they would have to get on a stage and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like they need to, because people are only going to, they're not going to research like independent mm -hmm. stuff unless it's like, you know, in your face, mm -hmm. they'd have to see that particular person in their face on the panel, you know, uh, talking about whatever issues, because if it's just the, a Democrat and a Republican there that get invited to these, uh, Debates. These debates, yeah. then nobody's going to know what an independent candidate would have to say Very about true. a particular issue. Very true. So, um, I mean, Bernie could he could do it if they put him on the, the stage. If all three of them got on the stage, or answered the same, asked the same questions, mm -hmm. you know, that would I think that would give America the deciding factor of who they'd want to choose. Yeah, right? yeah. But I. You know, I don't I don't think uh, people a lot of people didn't really. Well, I know a lot of people who didn't have 
faith in in Bernie solely because he was an older candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's like the only reason why a lot of people didn't have faith in him. I mean, how much how much older is he though than than Trump and yeah, Biden? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. They just all because old. he he looks old. They are all like in their seventies, right? Yeah. So the the thing is, I, I guess what's so crazy is I guess it depends on how the media skews it and how yeah. how other how people share it and skew it. Um, or how influencers skew it. I, I think, I don't know, I, I've had some discussions or listened to my brother who has, you know, some very conservative views um, and, and you know, about certain things. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, he's always talked about the media, you know, skewing things. And this is the thing, man, me having gone to college, you know, for, for journalism, you know, and wanting to be a part of the media at that time um, and, you know, and doing some stuff in, in that realm. I, A, I can understand it. On, I, I can understand on both sides. You know, I can understand that obviously, you know, whatever TV channel you listen to or watch or, you know, frequent the most, you know, you're probably going to believe a lot of that stuff that they say um, compared to people who are on the alternative side. So it, it's all dependent on on who skews what, how. And who says this is our hero, so we're going to champion him, you know, and 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 uh, it's, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You got to you just have to. It's it's so hard right now. Maybe now, maybe now more than more than more than ever, it's so hard right now to really get the truth from those situations. Yeah. And maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's more transparency now. I don't know. But it just seems like it's always hard. And, you know, people are always telling you what you want to hear uh, until they get into that office. And then they then they say, all right, well, now that I'm here, I get to do what I want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I do not know. Wow. So let's see how I'm going to ask this question. I, I was going to I was going to say what. With all these protests, and there's no telling, and it's still going on, just because the I think a lot of news media isn't really covering it much as much, mm-hmm. but it's still going on in a lot of places. I'm trying to ask myself, what is it exactly that we want from the protests? Like, what is what's the end goal? That's what I always ask myself. What is the end goal? Obviously, the obvious end goal is justice for for these particular acts, swift justice for these acts Mm -hmm. that, that have been committed by law enforcement. But is that particular thing honestly going to change an officer that has, uh, I don't, I don't really want to put a racist view, but kind of like a trying to use his, his, his authority to, to kind of control a particular situation is is that going to happen? Is this these protests going to prevent another officer from doing something crazy to another uh, black person? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so because I mean I think I just saw a story earlier today of you know a person of color being shot um, apparently because he was Atlanta, right? yeah because he was resisting arrest but the report was I guess you know they called and reported he was sleeping in his car um, you know which is similar to this Brianna. Taylor thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to stop it totally. I, I don't, um, 
I do believe that, you know, there's just in, in, in every profession, every profession, there's bad apples, you know, there, there just is, it's just the, just the truth behind it. So I I think there's that. I, I do think that, I think that it will help slow it down or it may stop it or it may change, you know, the, the mind or the reaction or whatever someone, you know, one person does rather than what they might've done before it. Uh, Cause it's less empowering now. I do also think that from seeing this, there's several States that are enacting this law, uh, you know, particularly do with law enforcement was, you know, sort of a, a duty to intervene law, which says like in this situation, you know, say that one of those four cops with, you know, Mr. Floyd, one of those four cops was like, this isn't right. I, you know, or maybe the, the by, you know, another bystander cop or somebody driving by was like, oh, you, what are you doing? You know, like they could stop and try to stop it and say, hey, what are you doing? This is right. That's abuse of power, excessive force, excessive force, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so so I don't think it's going to stop it. Um, I do uh, think that it's going to help slow it down. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's just. Like I said, there's bad apples everywhere. There's, you know, obviously a lot of police officers who who think the protests are silly and, or, you know, who are turning sort of a blind ear to it, um, you know, who are mad about the whole situation. And, and you know, and, and just because somebody is protesting police brutality doesn't mean they don't like cops. You know, they don't just because they're doing that doesn't mean they don't respect right. the job that they do. But they are just they're just trying to fight against the people who we have seen time and time again do these things and get off scot free. Yeah. Yeah. What? I'm sure there's a lot of cops out there that have recently did something uh, wrong. I don't, I'm trying. I don't even know the results or what it's looking like for the whole Breonna Taylor incident. I can't uh, I hadn't looked it up because, you know, everything is kind of like flooded over over her situation mm-hmm. um which is still bad but i, I want to know what happened with that there's another incident in that happened uh right outside of new orleans uh was that a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. where a cop mis- mistakenly thought this guy's cell phone was a gun mm-hmm. shot him down um wow we didn't uh not a lot of people heard about that but that happened so I'm curious to know what ha- what's the law, and I'm assuming it's different in every single city, but I'm wondering what happens to these people. Do they get a slap on the wrist and say, uh, go home for a few weeks or something, and you could keep your pay? Do they get fired? What what happens? You know? Yeah. Um, I saw there was a, I think it was a sheriff or a chief of police. I can't remember what state it was or what city that said that he was welcoming all cops who have been fired for some type of, uh, you know, disciplinary issue with the, you know, with a citizen or civilian or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like you said, it's crazy, bad cops, bad apples in everywhere. I think, uh, the cops should start holding the cops accountable so yeah like those good cops should start you know if you see something say something you know they mm-hmm. always tell us that at, at our job you see something say something yeah but i think uh 
like many people say is like this fraternity of you know there's this brotherhood with the you know that shield you know they they gotta stick up for one another nobody wants to say anything and they may be scared i don't know i'm not a cop Mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you my dad was a cop Mm -hmm. but uh I couldn't tell you what it was like back then. I think the majority of his police force were black, so I don't know what 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 went on back then. I never really talked to him about it or asked him about that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to lead to in the future. Yeah, what the protests are going to lead to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, obviously there'll be more awareness about it, you know, uh, and and. And hopefully, you know, hopefully there's more and more cities or more and more states that start, you know, going, I guess, start listening and start, you know, taking positive actions. And, you know, and, and this will and this will affect, you know, black people, it'll affect Mexican people, it'll affect, you know, anybody, Asian people, you know, affect anybody who is not, you know, necessarily white. And it'll probably affect white people in a positive way, too. You know, it, it's just. It's just how you look at it and, you know, and how you, you know, how you view it and how you, you know, how open you are to actually making a negative situation, a positive situation. You know, it's hard to it's hard to try to figure that out all the time, but but that's really what it's all about. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man, I, that is a lot. You know, there's, there's a lot, obviously, there's a long way to go, you know, and and. And it's not going to be perfected overnight, uh, but but I think there's positive, you know, momentum right now. So mm-hmm. so hopefully it stays, you know, the same. And yeah, and like I said, you know, hopefully more states, you know, start enacting positive laws. And then even like New York, you know, has decided to to pass a law, you know, where you can't just call on a person of color just because they're like standing there, you know, whatever. Like the lady who called about the guy who told her to put her dog on a leash, you know. Yeah. So it's just silly. That was stupid. Yeah. Stupid folks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So well. <sighs> well, I saw something interesting. Uh I mean I guess with everything going on with race relations or you know, uh did you see anything about the uh Robert Johnson, the founder of B E T calling for for a fourteen trillion dollar slavery reparations, reparation. yeah. For who? For, for all the black people or BET? Yeah, for 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 all the black people. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, they they did a breakdown to where it would be like, I don't know, uh, somewhere around. Let's see, I guess somewhere close to two hundred thousand per family or something like wow. that. Wow. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard that, but then, then my question is, is that for if like, if that's for like, if both the if both of the people in the couple are black, or is that just like, is that like per person, or is it just like if just if there's one, then it's just for the whole family. That's a great. That's great crazy. Question. So I think it it may just I think I saw something. Let's see if I can find this uh, where they were trying to do a breakdown, maybe just the descendants mm-hmm. of slaves. You know, because obviously there's that's a tough one because obviously there's a lot of people that have come over here from other countries. But Mm -hmm. then that's a completely 
separate issue in itself like whether you have like people from you know uh people from like west indies or somewhere in the caribbean mm-hmm. uh how they track that even though that was known slavery you know uh stop a one-stop shop mm-hmm. you know, one stop for for slave traders uh you know people from south america mm-hmm. You know, how does how does all that break down? You know, you got a bunch of different spider webs and little things coming off that you got to kind of factor in a bunch of different factors. I don't know. But yeah. it was just a proposal that he had said, yeah. I highly doubt it's going to happen. People still have issues with giving black folks reparations. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very, very interesting. I mean, I know. They gave what uh, I think it was the LGBT community reparations. Did they really? I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember when this was. I, I could be. Uh, I don't know how much it was. Gay reparations. Uh, this was. Yeah, so it was something like I, I can't remember when it was, but I see a lot of links and stuff to this particular thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talked about that. Um, obviously, the well. Can't say obviously Native Americans got something. Mm-hmm. What I don't know. There's still reduced down reservations, which is pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but black folks, it's still like a taboo thing to talk about giving, you know, for the government to even consider reparations. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, I think that'd be difficult. I think that's cool that he asked for that, but I think it's going to be extremely difficult because then. There's going to be a whole nother set of riots and protests on the opposite side, right? Of course. Uh, and yep. that that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you know people are going to go protest in the hood, because I definitely don't think that's going to be the case. But but you know uh, maybe it will be in some case. But but you know I think that's going to lead to more protests on the opposite side and people asking why, even though they already know why they should know why. If they don't, then they just haven't listened to anything in the past you know how many ever years. But but I think that would be difficult. I think that. I don't know. I don't know if this makes sense, but I think that uh, if Obama didn't get that ball rolling, <laughs> then then it's going to be a lot harder to happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, while he was a president, you know, but but, um, you know, I, I'm just I just think it'd be difficult for that to actually go down and 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 how that would play out. And then this is the other thing that would happen if that happened. I think there would be. I think I think, you know. People of color would suffer the consequences. I think black people would suffer consequences, you know, and people would be, you know, there would be more violence toward them. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, why do you do? Yeah. Why do you? And you know, and there would be a lot of people saying, why do I? Why am? You know, why are we getting punished today for what our forefathers did back then? You know, and it's it's a. And it's a debate on both sides because right now, you know, people think they're getting punished for the racism that started a long time ago that's been, you know, put in place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things. So, so I think it'd be hard for that to happen. It'd be, it'd be the most, yeah. it'd be one of the most difficult decisions, you know, to get past ever, I think. So. Okay. So this, this article I'm looking at from the Washington Examiner says Senator Elizabeth Warren, and this was June of last year, mm-hmm. uh, 
reintroduced the bill on the campaign trail this week, which could mean $57 million in tax refunds for married LGBT couples. So, you know, this article pretty much talks about, you know, as far as tax refunds, mm-hmm. a bill that was introduced like in 2013, mm-hmm. the Refund Equality Act. Wow, uh, wow. Would allow LGBT couples who were married prior to 2013, uh, let's see, amend tax refunds from time they were married. So prior to 2013, 10 states had legalized same-sex marriage, but mm-hmm. were required to file their federal taxes as individuals. So that's one thing they, they were talking about for reparations. Um, wow. You know, and I have absolutely no issues with it. Have no issues with any of it. Um, it's just black folks are always down at the bottom. Yeah. For some. Yeah. yeah for some reason. Yeah. And then and then like I saw this story on Facebook today. Being in Utah, it's you know it's it's local, more local probably than national. I don't know um, if you've seen this, but I saw Carl Malone, you know, former basketball NBA basketball player, Mailman. like made a statement that black people need to stop asking looking for handouts. Oof. Oh boy! I was like, "Where did that come from, Carl?" Um, yeah. But and, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I didn't read through it. I just saw it and I was like, "What?" Um, but you know, I don't know that in this situation, black people are looking for a handout. You know, right. I think I think they're looking for you know equality. Now, when it comes to like asking for reparations, that's probably more of a handout than than not. But, but, um, but you know, I think there's more reason around it as well. Um, but I, uh, I, I just thought that was odd, you know, to yeah. hear from the L man. That that is. I mean, uh, there's been some black celebrities that have said some some questionable things these past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're not getting into the Terry Crews or the the Candace Owens or oh man, you know some some of the other other people that have said you know sketchy stuff. I mean, I'm not surprised by Candace Owens' uh, statements, but mm-hmm. you know, but I do shout out people like uh, you know John Boyega who have mm-hmm. stood up and, and said quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, who else? Michael B. Jordan has got up and, and protest and walked and said, you know, gave speeches and things like that. There's been quite a few yeah. that have did that. Yeah. Um, you know, quite a few celebrities that have did something along those lines, no matter uh, what the out what their outcome could be in the Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and made their their statements about it. But yeah, so shout out to all of them. Um, yeah. What else are we gonna talk about? Wow, man! I, this, I mean, I know this subject could go on for a while. Yeah, yeah, we've been obviously been on a really long time. Um, what uh, have you? So I know that when this all started, you know, we the Call of Duty Warzone came out, the video game, um, and you started playing some of it. Uh, yeah, just had you had you have you played much at all? I, I played enough to get to, I guess, a, a nice little ranking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's been well over a month since I, I even turned my Xbox on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, same here, man. Um, I, this is what's happened. Like, my son has played a lot. Um, oh my son has played a lot more than I have. And I mean, you know, it's several hours a day type of thing. Uh, and now it's the summer and we're, you know, their school hasn't enacted any kind of like summer school. Like, this is what you need to do. Because um, we still don't know what we're going to do with the summer as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he's gotten a lot more playtime. And then by the time he's done, anybody that I would normally play with, like my friends out of town, you obviously, you know, it's, you know, normally like into the, you know, we are not we hours in the morning, but, you know, it's much later, like you guys are probably in bed or putting your kids to sleep or whatever. And you're not playing anymore. So I, I need to. I need to take back control at some point and play a little bit more, um, you know, and hop in them games. The problem is, other problem is, like, during this whole time, he has a couple of friends that he'd play with more than anyone else. And their parent, their parents have allowed them to play Call of Duty Warzone and some other games like that, whereas we won't. We're just like, you know, the closest you're getting at is like Fortnite. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my, my kids have actually gone on to play Halo. Yeah. They're just playing, you know, fighting aliens. And, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously it's not a realistic setting as Call of Duty Wars. Yeah. Home, but, you know, it's still like a lot of guns and, you know, violence and stuff. But yeah. they are, they play that, but they play Minecraft most of the time. So, yeah. 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 I don't think I'm going to let them do anything super, you know, like that. Even though I'm, uh, I can't even speak for our childhood because we didn't have anything that's realistic mm-hmm. in our childhood. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not even close. And that's the thing. I've, I've played some games with my son. I've played some Fortnite with him, even though I'm terrible. Uh, you know, I played a little bit. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, played a lot of Minecraft with him and some other games. And, and yeah, I even tried to get him into, get him into playing Halo because I have that game still. But he hasn't really wanted to play that that much. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I uh, I'm just trying to. I just I, I'd like to get back in and play a little bit more, just because it would be you know more of a norm because I did that a lot more before this. Um, right. But you know, sometimes I don't want to start playing at twelve o'clock at night. You know, after we have the kids yeah. to bed. You know, and that's yeah, yeah. you know because you get in, you start playing for a couple hours. Next thing you know, it's like two in the morning. And then you're like right back to not being able to wake up early enough, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it is, I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. I'm trying. And yeah, man. So, so that's that. Um, hopefully maybe we can get some time to play at some point in time soon. So be down yeah, for that. Definitely. Anyway, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, we do have a lot of voicemails um, uh, that we had, and I think they're all from our Memphis correspondent, uh, Kayla Stevenson, uh, Memphis Steven ninety nine, and we thank her for those voicemails. Um, so yeah, do we want to want to just play them all and yeah, write it let's out? Just, let's just go through through all of them. I know one of them is a. Uh, it's a uh, some pretty sad news, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll play it and and get through it. Yeah. All right. And guys, this is going back to April tenth. So I mean, this has been, you know, several voicemails in. So we don't know. We we haven't listened to these as far as I know. So so yeah. So 
We'll just turn them up and start playing. First one. Three, two, one. What's up, hashtag Blackout Podcast? This is Memphis Diva. 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, coming from Memphis. I tell you, this quarantine is getting on my damn nerves. I'm working from home on an itty bitty laptop that the company gave us. And I tell you, it's getting on my damn nerves. It seems like I get in trouble every week for something. And uh, I'm sick of this quarantine. My bike is in the shop still. And it's just, you know, I live alone, but I'm going crazy. I, I just, I'm eating a lot. I'm trying to stop that. Um, but I am getting a lot of sleep, I will say. Um, it just sucks right now. I just don't know. I just call to say hey, and I'm, I'm here. Nothing's interesting going on except my neighbors next door who have parties every day, and I think somebody didn't call the law on them because all of a sudden they have stopped. I will talk to you guys later. I am going to find me some minced garlic to put on my scrimp. Right. That was April 10th, so then we heard from her about a month later, it looks like. So here we go. Hashtag Blackout Podcast. Guess who it is? Your long lost cousin, Memphis Diva 99. Y'all, life has taken over and been whooping my butt. I am just um, getting over... Well, still kind of going through some stuff, but uh, two weeks ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Um, <sighs> one day I woke up and I could not see. Uh, then my eyesight came back. The next day I was like, oh, it ain't nothing. Then I started like having to go to the bathroom like every 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm drinking too many sodas. Then I started stumbling, um, getting confused at work. They got me working from home. Simple things I would just forget. And um, one day I was just looking bad. You know, I, I was feeling bad. I was sleeping all the time. So I went to the doctor and my blood sugar was 566, which it was supposed to be um, 80 through 120. was supposed to be my my glucose level. So, I'm on insulin. I'm taking other medications and uh, my eyesight is back. And um, my eating habits have changed. No. Nothing. I'll call y'all back though. In case it's called. Uh, but I can't eat fast food, processed food, potato chips, soda, wine, girly drinks, Corn, no starch. Um, fruit is limited too. <laughs> I'll call you back. Damn. Well, that sucks. Yep. That's bad. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Here we go. Waiting for this to load up. Yeah, that's definitely extremely sad. 
Okay. Come on. Here we go. I think that it seems like there's been a lot of people with health issues that have risen from, you know, the, the quarantine um, of all different kinds. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. very sad. All right. Here we go. And yeah, I don't I'm sorry, Kayla, but smoky burn is probably not the best option for you because there are sugars mixed into that. So you might want to stop using that or hopefully you don't have any more. But yeah, it's not not going to be a good option for you. Sorry about that. Here we go. shots are tough yeah so these are like all these are may i guess these last few have been may 13th so she has a couple more mm. yeah this is interesting again tell me why um, it's 
can't find no Clorox. The good Clorox. Peroxide. The white alcohol. You know, you put on soil or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, tissue paper, the good tissue paper. Sometimes you can find it, sometimes you can't. Lysol, sometimes you can find it. Why, y'all? Why? You know, it just it, some stuff just don't make no sense. A lady went into the, the family dollar, one of my friends said, and bought all of the hydrogen, the uh, peroxide, hydrogen peroxide. And she told the lady, hey, you know, ma'am, you can't buy all this. You, you're not leaving any for the customer. She said, well, I'm buying this in case we get a hornet outbreak. Like, you know, those killer hornets they're talking about. Have you seen that, y'all, the killer hornets? Them suckers big, too. And so I guess hydrogen peroxide is supposed to cure it. Just like uh, Cheeto Boy said, drink some some Lysol or whatever he said. Just real. Mm, well, so, yeah, that's too and, and I don't even want to mention the, the killing, you know, the young man. I, I'm to the point, I, I don't even want to look at the news too much, y'all. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was just letting y'all know that I will be back with my weekly commentary about life, love. Um, I called the police. Oh, my neighbors, we'll talk about that. That's my next call. <laughs> well, all right, here we go. And that next call is here. Wait. Oh, I keep messing it up. Here we go. Come on. Why is this not working? Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Okay. It's me again, Mr. Stevens. The reason I'm calling y'all, I'm trying to catch y'all up with everything that's going on in my life. So, you know, they got me working at home and stuff. All of us, really, working at home. And it's a little different. So, what come? I wake up and I make my breakfast and I sit down in my little makeshift office in the kitchen. And my neighbor, this is 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm clocking in. And my neighbors are out there with music uh, later on in the afternoon. It's like 30 of them barbecuing outside. I mean, they just having a ball. We're supposed to be practicing social distancing. So I call the social distancing number here in Memphis, and I reported them. Yeah, I did. Like, four police cars came out, and everybody scattered, and it was just interesting. I was just tired. And if I got to practice it, y'all got to practice it. And so I called the police on them like three times. And um, they're so funny, they always say, this Caleb, somebody keep calling the cops on us. I said, well, what are y'all doing? Stop, stop practicing social distancing, you guys. And I don't feel bad about it either. And I don't. I swear I don't. I, I just don't. And they got some of these restaurants opening up and stuff. And I'm not coming out for maybe 30 days after all this stuff clears. But I got a feeling I don't know. But anyway, I need y'all address and uh, address and y'all shirt sizes because I got something for y'all. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna talk to y'all later. This 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 smoky burn is really good on my on my chicken, and I, I got a little smoky burn left. Hint, hint, hint. Wow, dropping big hints, huh? <laughs> All right, here we go. Next up. Hey, 
y'all. It's Memphis Diva 99. Calling to say hi. I am home relaxing. Uh, my eyesight hasn't came back at 100. I cannot see close up right now. It has changed again. But, um, hey, I'm, I'm watching TV with some bifocal reader glasses on until I can get back to the eye doctor. And I had a delicious non-sugar smoothie today with zinc and lime in it and vitamin C and all that good stuff. And I had half a chicken wrap uh, with spinach in it. So I'm trying to take care of myself. Um, what's up with the weather, y'all? We're here in May and it's cool. It's 68, it's 70. This is crazy. But I was calling to say hi and please take care of yourself, fellas. Um, Please make sure your loved ones are good. Um, that's about it with me. I'm about to go outside and look at my motorcycle. Um, even may get on it today with my glasses on, but I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Next up. Hashtag Blackout Podcast. This your cousin, Memphis Diva. Y'all. Why a Lysol, why Lysol got me shot up on the expressway? That's all I got to say. I went on a Lysol run for my mama to go find her some Lysol. And I went out east and merging on the expressway. I'm thinking I hear some rocks or gravel. But all I'm hearing is a pop, pop, ting, ting, pull over. And... Somebody then shot up my car and two other people's cars. Apparently, we got caught in the crossfire. Well, I came oh, home. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on the police to come bring the crime scene. And my neighbors get to fight while the police are out here for me. So they got to stop what they're doing and run to the neighbors. And Memorial Day was just pan, pandemonium. It, it, you know, keep your asses in the house. So I got to replace my window on the back of me by the passenger window of the driver's side on the on the back seat got to replace that got a nice little dent hole bullet uh apparently it was a guy shooting at somebody and we just got caught in the crossfire so i'm thankful i'm alive mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to be drinking due to the diabetes but uh yeah i had to give me a drink last night Yeah, that's crazy. I remember when that, when she posted that she was shot at, or, you know, she got caught in the crossfire. So thankfully she was safe in that situation. Looks like we won't be going back to the 
office until the fall. And I hate my job, by the way. They're getting on my nerves. And uh, so other than that, my bike is home. Dr. Phil got on, got a chance to ride Dr. Phil good. The other day was great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now my vision is gone again. But I, I can't see close up, but I can see far away. Oh. Wow. Hey y'all, it's me, Memphis Diva 99, giving y'all a call. Um, well, my dad, Willie, aka Ducko, passed on the 29th, and, uh, which was Friday. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see that one coming, but I knew my, my dad was sick. Uh, I'm not sure if I've already been, have already talked to y'all and let y'all know. But, uh, yeah. He um, died peacefully, and uh, so, yeah, we're trying to get it together, and it's just so much going on in the world. Uh, to anybody out there that's holding a grudge or angry at their relative, I don't care if it's your dad, cousin, sister, brother, mama, grandmama, auntie, friend, stop it. Because I got memories with my dad. I mean, incredible memories. And uh, he wasn't no saint, but he still was my dad. So I am going to get off this phone, and I will talk to you guys later. And uh, I'm blacking out for a little while. All right. Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, definitely, and that was the last uh, last voicemail. So definitely, um, you know, sorry for your loss there, uh, Kayla. Yes. Condolences. Uh, we, we know, I know you've called us many times and sort of talked about, uh, you know, having to take care of your dad, uh, you know, for you know, what, what he had going on. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, sending our condolences and prayers to y'all, uh, you know, for strength and healing during this time. Yeah. Um, especially with everything else, you know, y'all got going on over there. So, so definitely sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's anything we could do, you already know to reach out to yep. us. Um, you know, we're, we've, even though we hadn't been on in a few months to, to answer your, your voicemails, uh, you know, you could always reach out. In contact us if there's anything you need. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, wow. So crazy, so crazy. Well, um, wow, yeah, so that's the end of the voicemails. Uh, do you do you have anything else? Uh, oh, man, um, nothing, nothing really. I know she asked a lot of questions uh, yeah. with each voicemail. Um, you know, we talked about our families in the beginning, of this podcast, uh, you know, definitely, you know, wow, I definitely know what she's talking about with the Lysol and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, finding hand sanitizer and things like that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird talking about, you know, something light, light, like that after hearing about, you know, a death. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody's doing, doing good for the most part. Uh, we're just trying to manage, trying to trying to stay sane in this this crazy world we're currently 
Yep, yeah, yeah, sure are, man. Sure are trying to stay sane. And yeah, um, yeah, we still don't have Lysol over here. Uh, I think there's a couple of Walmarts that saying that they have Lysol or hand wipes, but I mean, I'm sure as soon as they get in, not, not you know, they, they disappear. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, with your, your health issues, you know, definitely, um, you know, I think definitely this whole situation is taking a toll on obviously on you and, and a lot of people, you know, mentally and physically, uh, you know, it really has. Uh, so definitely take care of yourself. Uh, like I said earlier, smoky burn is not the best option. Um, I think I might have to find something else uh, for you. Uh, but yeah, that's not the best option. And I'm, and my, I'm not even actually, I'm not even making it right now just because uh, I've wanted to change it for, for a long time. Um, so don't even have it available, unfortunately, to send. Um, but yeah, we'll see what we can get for you. But yeah, um, it's just, you know, all kinds of stuff. We're, we're all trying to make it however we can uh, during this crazy time and, and not go completely nuts, you know, while we're trying to slowly integrate ourselves back into, you know, back into whatever kind of normalcy is, is coming out of it. So, yeah, but we appreciate the voicemails and the sentiment and the, and, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your honesty during the, during this whole time. So, right. yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, normally we, I guess we would finish with a tap your love box, but, uh, in this situation we probably won't, uh, we won't do that and we'll save that for the next episode. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I guess on that note, um, you know, blacking out. Thank y'all for listening. And don't forget, Contact. Oh yeah, what am I talking about? I forgot about the whole thing. Sorry. Yeah, and you know it's been a long. Yeah, it time. has. So, it has. Go ahead. Twitter, Instagram, hashtag BlackoutPod, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, Spreaker, YouTube, SoundCloud. Unfortunately, I'm about to cancel that subscription. You know, maybe uh, maybe you'll be able to catch all the other episodes. You know, starting from one. Probably on Google Play, maybe, maybe on Stitcher. I don't know, but yeah, uh, SoundCloud. You'll probably be able to catch like two or three episodes, the latest yeah. ones. But yeah, just giving you guys a. Hit we can put we can put a lot of those on Anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can. Um, da, 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 email us stuff hashtag blackoutpod at gmail dot com. You can send us a voicemail three eight five three B L A K P C. That's three eight five three two five two five seven two. Uh, definitely hit up the Hooks Rubs and Spices. Get yourself some some Hooks Rubs. Etsy.com slash shop slash Hooks Rubs and Spices. Or go to HooksRubs.com. Yeah. And also, something I've been wanting to do, I'm going to extend an invite to anybody listening to this this episode or any of the shows that want to uh, just come on. You know, tell us a story. Tell us your story. You know, uh, I think I, I'm curious to know what how people are are doing out there. Mm-hmm. You know, not just in a quarantine land, but you know, just amidst all this this chaos we're we're living. Yeah, in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, come on, let us know what you're doing, what how things are in your neck of the woods. How are you managing time during all this? I want to know. I'm curious to know. You know, let's talk about it. So shoot us a a DM or something, and if you want to be on, 
If not, we still appreciate you for listening. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's it. I guess I'm blacking out officially now. Yeah, I'm blacking out. Yeah, uh, gorgeous, like George's. The portrait of a summertime Georgia, maybe. On Alabama fall, made back against the wall at the mall. Crazy. Let's take it back to that Mercedes in front of the star. Steven put your baby on his shoulders like a chauffeur And she told us exactly who you are Very trill, known to carry revolutionary $20 bills H-Town down They say we doing dirt but we just break down ground That's what happens when you sons of mother earth Things you said reflected a love for the church Your fellow man and your brothers in the lurch they be lurking, trying not to go berserk The only way that they can express they hurt Kinda like how I be doing reverse From your birth to your reverse I think they misheard your last piece of work The last words of a good man, pure and unrehearsed The shout heard round the world with your final breath The last words right before you left Instagram fool you, man, and get you depressed looking at what other people doing and all that, man. I love you, man. Big Floyd, kill your own family. I'm go, 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 I'm go.